Well, good morning. It is good to see all of you. Thank you so much for joining us this Memorial Weekend and to our guests that are here, especially our honored guests, those of you that have served in our military, you're currently serving. We are so glad to have you here and we want you to know uh, that we stand behind you, we support you, and I hope that you feel uh, the love from this church this morning. And uh, what a great weekend that God has blessed us with and the opportunity to have a picnic afterwards, but also to come in here and to be able to sing to God, to be able to pray to God, to be able to uh, exchange fellowship with one another because of the freedom that we have, the freedom that we enjoy because of those that protect us, those that give us the opportunity to do that. And I think about that each and every week as we come together, as we open our Bibles, as we read from Scripture without fear of persecution, without fear of being pulled away or anything else negative happening to us. And it's because we live in what I believe is the greatest country in the world. Amen? And every year that we do this, 24 years, think about that, 24 years of having a freedom service here at Shepherd's Gate. And I don't know if you caught this at the beginning, if you were listening to, uh, to Chief uh, Greg Robinson, but he's been a member for 24 years, and we've been doing the freedom service for 24 years. Did any of you guys make that connection as he was talking this morning? So we're very grateful for him. And his love and his heart and his passion for our military. And, you know, every time you think about the military men and women that do this and the call that they have on their lives to serve, what is it that compels them to answer that call? Isn't it interesting that every time you talk to them and, and you say, what, what is it that, that you just felt that you were supposed to do, that, that this was your life calling from God, they will all say the same thing, that yes, in fact, something inside of them is urging them to do this, to sacrifice their time and their energy to, to protect us and even those that maybe they were drafted, right? So maybe they didn't necessarily get to make that decision, but they say as they go into the military, as they serve their country, as they serve you and me, that there is this greater calling that's placed on their life. I happen to come from a line of a lot of people that have been in the military. In fact, one of my grandfathers served in World War II. He uh, was in Okinawa, actually. And uh, he came back and he met my grandma and they had seven children. Boom, 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 right? My other grandfather, he served in World War II as well. He, was, he got to be a cook, so that's kind of a cool gig, right? You get to cook. Uh, and he came back and he met his wife at a military ball. They were at a dance together and they married and they, they ended up having five children. Well, my dad just happens to be the oldest of their five kids, and when he turned 18, uh, they marched him down to the Navy recruiting office and they had him sign up for the Navy. Two years later, his brother turned 18. Guess what they did? They marched him down to the Navy recruiting office and signed him up for the Navy. And wouldn't you believe that two years after that, his third brother, for some reason, they decided to take him to the Air Force recruiting office. And the third brother is the one that actually ended up making a career out of being in the Air Force. But see, my dad was in the reserves, and my dad actually, my entire childhood, we lived in St. Clair Shores. He served at Selfridge Air National Guard Base. So every single day, I got to see my dad get up, and he ran the Navy photo lab as a civilian and go and serve in that capacity. And then one week in a month, two weeks a year, he'd put on his uniform, and he would go, and he would be in the reserves. He was a career counselor. So I understand this. This is a, this is a very important thing uh, to my family. And so much an honor that we have that we get to celebrate our military men and women today. But what is it that compels them? It's the call 
that God has placed on their life. And I want you to show you this. I want to show you a picture this morning. These are all of the people, when it clicks back on here, who are currently serving, who are members of Shepherd's Gate. Okay, so I know some of you, you might have family members, you might have uh, sons and daughters, but these are all members of ours that are currently serving in the military today and protecting our freedoms. And so we are just uh, very honored and blessed that they are part of our church. Yeah, let's give them a hand. Now, on the bottom left over here, this is Amanda and James, and I had the, the privilege of doing their wedding a few years ago, uh, and they're, they're stationed in California. And you can see there, they're actually on the USS Portland, and the bell that's behind them, that's how they had their daughter baptized, was in that bell. And uh, according to Navy regulations, if you're the first one to be baptized, they actually engrave your name on the bell, and then when they decommission the ship, they actually give you the bell. Isn't that pretty cool? So that's a very significant bell right there. Uh, so we're, we're just excited. Yeah, we can go ahead and give them a hand. They're awesome. And I know Ty's not able to be with us today. James is here. I believe Joe and Tony, are both of you guys here with us? You are. Joe, you're right back there, buddy. Go ahead, stand. Thank you for being here. How long are you back for? I'm back forever. I actually just got out. You got out? Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> and Tony, Tony, are you here? There's so many people. He's out of town. All right. He's out of town. So we're, but uh, we're privileged to have him part of our church as well. It's, in, it's interesting because in Romans chapter 13, this is written by uh, the Apostle Paul to this church in Rome, you know, a long, long time ago, and he writes these words. He says this, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And just as we sang about, right, that everything that we have, everything that, that, that is under us, the authority that is under us has been placed by God. And again, we live in this insane country, this grateful country that we have, that we have the freedoms that we have. It says, therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. And I want you to see what he says next. He said, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. And so God puts these people in places of leadership, in places of authority, and so obviously they're working on our behalf, and they're overseeing our military, and they're doing things so that we can have the freedoms that we have. But it says, if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. And again, those who have been called to serve, those who willingly take up the sword, who defend our freedom for us, and today, even as we celebrated, those who paid the ultimate price, they gave their lives, they bore the sword for us and end up giving their lives that we could have the freedom that we have. It says, For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of your conscience. Then he concludes it this way Because of this, think about this, you pay taxes. And let me just tell you something, folks. Did you know Jesus paid taxes? Did you know that? It's in the Bible. You can read it. For the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. 
And think about this, respect to whom respect is owed and honor to whom honor is owed. And I want you to think about this as he's writing this in a time and a place when the government was corrupt. The Roman government was notorious for persecution of even, believe it or not, Christians and some of the, some of the most awful forms of persecution in this time. And he's telling them to, to pray and to submit to the authority and to watch God at work. And again, we are just so humbled and grateful and a reminder for us each and every day, each and every year as we come together to celebrate this, the freedoms that we enjoy the privilege that we have. Did you know that only 5% of the world's population actually lives in the United States? Think about how lucky we are that we get to be part of the the 5%. 95% of people live outside of our borders. And yet God has blessed us. He's blessed us in this incredible country. He's blessed us in this incredible nation, in this incredible state of Michigan, and this church that we all love, Shepherd's Gate Church, so we can come together and celebrate. And today, we have a call to serve those who have answered the call. Amen? Amen. And so this year what we wanted to do is we wanted to highlight one of our members, one of the ones you saw on the screen, James Welch. And uh, we asked if he would allow us to kind of come and, and, and to hear his story. And so our camera crew went to his house and interviewed him and his wife and his two daughters. And so we have a video today that we want to show you. So let's watch this together. I joined the Army when I was 21 years old. Uh, January of 2001 is when I, I went to the recruiter's office. I remember telling my parents, and they're like, well, when do you leave? And I was like, in three days. And they're like, what? Like, so it was, uh, it went quick. Finished basic training in May of 2001. Uh, and then in July, I went and went to my unit. And then two months later, 9-11 happened. So I went from basic training to basically 9-11 to training to get ready for war, and then I deployed in uh, April of 2003. I prayed regularly, uh, obviously for myself, for my daughter, for my family, and then just prayed that I made it home to see him. I knew God had me here for a reason. Uh, I knew he made me join the service for a reason. Uh, I think everyone has their place on this earth, and, and, and the military is not for everybody. But definitely that there was strength there uh, within me uh, through God to, uh, to get through it all. And I remember sitting in a tent, getting this briefing and looking around at my buddies and uh, I really just thought how surreal it was and how young we were. Like we're, we're kids, we're about to go into combat and that's, what, that's what's happening. He didn't know what he was getting into necessarily when you're you know, a 22, 23 year old man, you're not thinking about life in the way that you may, you know, as an older person and once you have some life experience and you have a family. So I really do think him having that deployment and seeing what he saw and doing what he did really makes him, you know, appreciate his family. So when I leave now, you know, Angela's still, she's mom, dad, she's the provider, she, she, she's everything. It's a balancing act for, for both the soldier and for the family. I guess I just didn't really understand what military life was like, what it would feel like, or what it's like to be with somebody that's in the military, but you never know until you're actually involved and that person has to leave for the first time and is gone for a longer period of time. I don't think anybody can truly understand that unless you're in that situation. And as far as my, my, my kids go, I, my oldest definitely has been impacted by it. Um, she's dealt with it a little bit longer. Um, I've had to tell her I'm leaving for, for months at a time, and that's brought tears and heartache and, 
and, and things of that nature. Uh, and now, with even with my five-year-old coming back from long stints, she turns from from mommy's girl right to daddy's girl for at least a few days. Um, I get to feel that love, and, and I can see that it affects her, definitely me not being around for, for long periods of time. God has definitely played a major role in everything I do. Uh, my faith is is everything. In the military, it's, it's, it gives me the strength to continue to do what I do, for sure. Um, and I think it definitely gives our family the strength. We, we, we're all involved. We all use our faith to kind of balance out life and um, the military and, and, and her job and the kids and just everything that we do together. It's, it's not easy. I guess you just need to kind of take every, every day as a new opportunity to just be with that person. And you never know, you know, I don't know when he's going to get called again. And just kind of, kind of have to make the best of every day and hope and pray that if he does leave, that he'll come back. And Being deployed, I had my commander, um, he lost his life. He's 27 years old, wife, no kids. Um, and I think back on that now being that I, you know, I turned 40 in a couple weeks and 27, 27 seems so long ago and, and so young. And those, those are the things that, that, that are presented in front of you. And, and you can be gone at a moment's notice. Uh, there's not a lot of, of, of time to prepare for that. I think it's just important for people to remember during Memorial Day that our freedom is not free. And just to be thankful for, you know, what current service members and ones that have passed have done for us. We're free because of them. And, uh, you know, it chokes me up because I think about it. It's definitely uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So we definitely appreciate it. Will you please uh, welcome James Welch this morning? Thank you. Thank you. nerves out of the way. <laughs> James, right. honestly, it is a privilege and honor to have you here. Thank you for allowing the, the video team to come to your home and Angela, your wife, and your daughters, and just opening up and, and sharing your story with us. Uh, it, it's truly humbling to have you part of this church. You've made a lot of close connections um, here, and you continue to serve our military. And uh, one of the things that you pointed out in the video is that your faith is really the glue. The faith, your faith is what carries you through, and even as you continue to serve, um, as you look at our military men and women today, uh, what would you say is, is kind of their faith? What, are, what is it they're holding on to? Right. You know, I, I joined back in January of 01, and, and you meet a whole bunch of different types of people in the military, especially on the active duty side, um, and I, I've been involved in both active and reserve. Uh, there's different walks of life for everybody, um, and I continue to choose you know, the faith that I've chosen through my walks of life, and, and, and I surround myself with those people, but you're surrounded by all, all types. So it's carried me, uh, definitely. I know it's carried other soldiers, um, and, I, and I know being in certain areas in the world, um, we definitely lean on, 
on God and our faith in each other um, as brothers. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that never goes away and it carries with me today. And anytime I leave at home here, just it's, it's, it's our faith. I mean, it's, it's God's always putting his hands on me and, and guiding me through, through everything that I've been through and, and, and all the decisions I make moving forward for me and my family. That's awesome. What would you say are uh, some of the biggest challenges that our military men and women face today? Right. You know, the, the obvious one is, is leaving, I think. You know, we, we have families. We have people that care about us. And we go all over the world um, to do our job. Um, and even if it's just around the country for training, um, that's, the, I think, the obvious answer. Uh, the biggest one, though, I see, and, and I don't think gets enough attention, I don't think we have enough help with it, is the uh, soldiers coming home uh, from overseas and having to turn that, that mentality off. Hmm. Um, I know I dealt with it when I came back from Iraq, I, I mean, a long time ago, but I mean, I remember the dreams and the, the moments of, of fear and um, it's tough to deal with. I mean, uh, and they call it PTSD, and, and I think a lot of our, our soldiers are still coming back, and it's and dealing with that. And I don't know where they begin and where it ends, and I think it's different for different soldiers. Uh, for me, luckily, it didn't, I don't feel like it lasted a long period of time. But when I say turn it off, I mean, it's, it's not, we're not in a normal situation. So even here, I'll you know, bring up to my wife, we'll be driving or something, I'll see a box. I'm like, well, what do you think about that box? And she's, it's a box. And to me, I think, you know, it's weird. I shouldn't think this, but I think IED, I think bomb. And not that I'm scared of it anymore, but that's not a normal response. And I think a lot of soldiers have that, have that fear still. So um, just the help that they need to, uh, to turn on and off being a soldier is, is, is definitely the toughest. Wow. Um, what would you say is the response to the military today? How do you think people in our country treat military men and women? Yeah. You know, this, this, this is a tough one because I, I came home to a hero's welcome. And um, I thank, uh, you know, the members before me, the service members before me that served in Vietnam. I don't, I don't know how they dealt with what they dealt with, the, the hate and the, the, the utter disrespect that they received coming back. Uh, I don't know if I would have the strength to deal with that. And they were fighting a different war, too, um, one that was, you know, had a lot of controversy to it. But I, I come back home, and I appreciate everything. I appreciate the handshakes, the thank yous, um, the random lunch that may be bought for me, or the coffee in line, or hmm. I even had someone pay for my gas. I mean, it's, it's very random, and, and ve I'm very thankful for all of it. Uh, knowing the sacrifice and the toll that it puts on, on you and your family, what compels you to keep re-enlisting? Uh, well, I mean, I think the obvious choice, uh, again, would be, I mean, I'm setting my family and myself up for, uh, you know, our, our future. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big one. You know, I continue to, I look at it and I go, you know, I'm, I'm 18 years in, why am I going to stop now? Um, but there's more to it. I, you know, I put on that uniform and I definitely feel a sense of pride. Um, I love it when I'm out in uniform and kids come up to me or they're pointing at me 
And they, uh, you know, they look at me like I'm some type of superhero or hero, and it, it feels really good. And, and that sense of pride that I feel wearing that uniform uh, and, and, and doing what, what all of us service members do for this country is, it feels good. It really does. I feel, it's something bigger than myself. It's something bigger than, it's, it's hard to say, just something bigger than, than, than you can imagine. And, and it does feel really good to put that on. That call to serve. Call to serve, right? Yeah. Exactly. What encouragement would you have for those who uh, are currently serving and those who have served? Like, what would you want to say to them today? You know, the, the, especially if you're new, a new service member, if you're serving today, you know, just continue to, again, make, the, make it more um, about what you're doing than just about yourself. Don't be selfish. Um, that's you're doing it for your country. You're doing it, we say God and country, you know, in, in, in the service, and that's really what we're doing it for. Um, to the men that served before me, it's, it's more of a, a thank you. Um, I get to wear my uniform because of what you've done um, in the past. And then, you know, Memorial Day. What is Memorial Day about? It's, it's men and women have died um, in this country because... They put their lives on the line for this country. So um, we all get to be here today and, and, and enjoy our freedoms. And they, they've given their lives for that. So really remember that tomorrow. Really remember that this weekend and, and all the time. I mean, it's very important to me. And, and as you look to your left and to your right, and, and you know you get to just hug and kiss those people that you care about the most, it's because of them that we get, we're able to do that. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Final question, because I think this is important, right? Because people want to know what they can do. And so what would you say, you're, you're, you're serving, you're going to continue to serve. What can we do as individuals and what can we do as a church to continue to support our military men and women and their families? Right. You know, that's a tough one. You know, I, I think I, I touched on a little bit. You know, we, you know, we appreciate the thanks. We appreciate, um, <laughs> some of us appreciate the free meals and all that good stuff that comes with it, right? <laughs> Obviously. But, uh, you, know, you know, the church, your support of every year, you know, we've, we've done this. You've done this every year. Um, in some capacity, I've been a part of it since I've been a member. And, uh, you know, it's that show of gratitude. We, we feel it, we know it, we see it, um, and we, we definitely appreciate it. So thank you for all your support. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for continuing to serve. And again, thank you for opening up your life and your family to us and allowing all these incredible right. people to get to know you and, and what it is that you do. So can we give James a, a hand again this morning? You know, I just wanted to thank my wife and, and kids as well. I mean, they're, it's, it's not just me. It's, they're serving with me, so it's amazing. Chief, can you take us out in prayer? I can.
We're told in the Bible and Psalms, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we pray for our nation, our military, and their families. We lift them up. We lift all the families and friends of our falling men and women in uniform. We pray for your peace that would keep them and give them hope. Help them remember the sacrifices of their loved ones with tears of pride and sorrow, knowing that their loved ones didn't die in vain, but secured our liberties for another generation. For each military member and their families, we pray protection for their safety, protection for our armed forces that are deployed across, downrange and around the world and are serving here at home and for their families. Give all those that are not here with us today the strength and the courage to carry out their missions, bringing them back home safely to their families. It is by your hand of grace and mercy because of the great sacrifices they make on Memorial Day and every day we enjoy our freedoms. Let us never forget that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for our freedom. Let us never forget freedom is never free. Amen. <laughs>